Grace and peace are yours in abundance in your knowledge of God and your Savior, Jesus Christ. God's Word comes to us today from the Gospel lesson that you just heard, as well as the Old Testament reading from Isaiah 40, starting at the 30th verse. Even youths shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. This is God's Word. A recent study stated that over the course of a lifetime, the average American will spend six months sitting at stoplights, eight months opening junk mail, one year looking for misplaced objects, two years playing phone tag, and five years waiting in line. Even when things are good, we hate to wait, but how about when things seem out of control? Then waiting is almost unbearable. In today's Old Testament lesson, the Old, Old Testament prophet Isaiah speaks to the people of Israel who were, by and large, unwilling to wait on God. They were unwilling to do what he said. They often felt they had to do the right things on their terms, in their time, But Isaiah wasn't just addressing an impatient people. He was writing to a people under the hand of God's judgment. Writing around the year 700 B.C., Isaiah is speaking to people in turmoil, people who sat in captivity in a foreign land. They didn't want to be there. They wanted to get out of there as soon as possible. God's message to them through Isaiah, is this. I am merciful. I am faithful. I want to bless you, and I will. If you'll just wait. And in fact, he goes on to say, those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary They will walk and not be faint. And still, they and probably we hear that and say, wait, really? Oftentimes the underlying challenge with that is, is the waiting worth it or not? And? Of course, it depends. It depends on who you're waiting for. It depends on what you're waiting for. And for many, to wait is to be disappointed. To wait is to be discouraged. God's Word today calls to you, calls to me, to repent, to return to the Lord, 
to return to the God on whom we can wait with confidence and obedience. Isaiah is urging not just the Old Testament people, but us to renew our strength by waiting on God's answer. As you look at different Bibles, different translations, what you may discover is that verses 30 and 31 come out a little bit different, depending on what Bible you're using. Some translations say, those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. The English Standard Version, which we are using, Isaiah 40, verse 31, says those who wait on the Lord. And they both convey a word that has an interesting origin. That word means to bind together, to tie together, and once connected, then the waiting can start. Or you may prefer to think of it this way, being intertwined with the Lord and His purposes, then we start to wait on whatever His answer may be. And when we're being candid, we will admit that when things seem out of control, we hate waiting. But waiting intertwined with the Lord can actually become a time in which we are renewed. We can be strengthened as we wait. We can even be enabled to soar on new heights. Now, if there ever was a time when the Old Testament believers needed an uplifting message, it was precisely at the time Isaiah is writing and preaching. Many of the chosen people of the northern kingdom had already been taken off to Assyria, where they were forced to live, away from home. And Isaiah is anticipating a time coming very soon when the people of Judah will be forced to leave and go live in Babylon. Their rebellion and their disobedience, this was the, con- the consequence. Their very relationship with God was being threatened. They knew they were guilty as charged. They were impatient. They were not willing to listen. And they would soon know they had squandered God's kindness. Yet in this time of testing, even in this time of discipline, God's ultimate message to those who would listen is that He would restore them. He would reestablish them mercifully as His people in their home. And as Christians, we see the great fulfillment of this promise to its ultimate degree. God not only brought Judah back home to Jerusalem and reestablish them in their homeland, he would bring redemption and restoration to the entire world through the work of Jesus and his life and his death and his resurrection. All the world would see it. Now, why do we look at passages like this? Well, here's one reason. We look at Old Testament passages like the one I've put before you today as a way of examining the track record of God's kept promises. Over and over again, we look. God promised something. Did it happen? 
Yes, it did. And that can inspire more trust in our hearts. But you know, you can do that with your own life. I invite you to look back and see how he has brought you through to this present moment. Would you say that he is trustworthy? Yes, when things seem out of control, we hate to wait. But gathered into connection with God, waiting with hope on Him, we learn things are never out of control. The same God who created the vast universe in which we are traveling and described so beautifully in this passage from Isaiah as God knowing each single star. Why? Because he put it there. That God holds the history of your life in the palm of his hand. Even in the midst of trial and struggle, even discipline, you can trust on him to do something that will bless you. Even then, and maybe especially then. Active hope in God is like an updraft that enables the eagle to take flight. You can be the eagle described by Isaiah soaring on the power of God's promises kept, completely fulfilled in Jesus. And Isaiah's use of an eagle in this passage to describe the hoping believer is meant to grab your attention, and I hope it did. We're trying to make it as obvious as possible here today. But it got me thinking, what are some things we can say about eagles that might be meaningful? Well, I found the writing of Christy Harkin helpful. She writes in an article called Eagle Vision and Dependability. And I quote, Birds of all kinds can see where they're going. They pick and choose their direction and path. But eagles see and do things differently. As birds fly by instinct and head where they're supposed to go, they can only really see what's in front of them. But eagles are known to have vision. In fact, an eagle can see up to five miles and oftentimes is able to see well past what we would think of as normal sight. While other birds migrate by instinct, an eagle stays in its territory throughout the year. Season after season, the eagle is dependable and will stake claim to its territory. And when a storm approaches, other birds fly in fear, while the eagle is challenged and energized by the storm. The eagle catches the wind and rises above the storm. Would you like to rise above the storm that's blowing into your life right now? Then wait 
with hope in the Lord God Almighty. Wait for Him to provide with perfect precision what He knows is best. And I can imagine that someone could hear that and say, okay, that sounds great. And I'd actually like to have what you're talking about, but how? What does it look like? Fair question. Here's one way of answering it. Waiting with hope in the Lord looks like a person at prayer. Or, say it a different way, the best way to practice waiting in hope is to pray. If you want an example, look no further than today's Gospel lesson where Jesus himself makes the time to pray to his Father. In his human nature, he needed time with his Father to recharge. Think about that. As a man, Jesus needed to renew his strength. And he did that by separating himself from the crowd with all of their needs for a little while and engaging in prayer. And only then, from that quiet place of quiet communication with his Father, Jesus would emerge with renewed energy for the tasks at hand. When things seem out of control, Find a place to pray. It will help you remember who is really in control. It will recharge you as the Holy Spirit brings to mind what God has done for you and what He wants to keep doing for you. It will reset you, teaching you to expect God's help and intervention. Pray your way into Hopeful waiting. And then hang on. Because you're about to take flight. So, let's pray. Almighty God, Heavenly Father, when we trace your track record of trustworthiness and dependability through your word, we are moved to faith and renewed confidence in you. When we think back on the track record of our own lives and what you have done and keep doing for us time and time again, often without us even asking, our faith is renewed and strengthened. So teach us how to wait on you with confidence by bringing all of these things to you in prayer and then waiting with expectation for the answers that you will give. By so doing, let us soar on wings like eagles, being energized by the storm. For it will show us once again how great, how powerful, and how loving you truly are. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen.